0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Game Junk Podcast, episode 101, recording on this Good Friday, April 15th, 2022. My name is Frank. My name is Sean.
1: And my name is Andrew. And uh,
0: you may have noticed we are rebranding or we are moving past the prototype phase of Game Junk. It was a successful prototype, 100 episodes. And a lot of debate over the name change, what it's going to be, what we're going to go to next. Uh, Sean, put the hammer down. It's Game Junk 101. Deal with it. And uh, I abide it. <laughs> I'm in. That's fine by me. We could have gone a lot of ways. I, I like it. We're good.
2: You guys Just both okay simpler. with this? Just simpler. That's all.
0: Back to our roots. <laughs> back to the roots. So prototype complete. We are back into full development. Uh, Andrew, happy birthday. It's your birthday tomorrow. We're recording early this week because you're going on vacation and living it up for your birthday.
1: Oh, yeah. A
0: a great time. We'll be talking about uh, not much, to be honest. We've been off for a couple weeks in terms of news, and it's probably a good thing because there hasn't been much to talk about. We, uh, We did our top 100 games of all time last episode. And the comments are blowing up. People are losing it on the Discord, on the YouTubes. Uh, It's out of control. And uh, I've been reflecting on my choices. I feel pretty good about it. But uh, check that episode out if you haven't. And let us know how right we are. Uh, So the news, the only thing to talk about, really, the big news in the world of Blue Haze that dropped... Was it like three weeks ago? No, two weeks? Uh, is new PlayStation Plus the idea that's been rumored forever a, a bigger competitor to Game Pass? Uh, finally revealed its details, and to be honest, needle not moving much. It's uh, <laughs> it's basically this three tiers. Uh, the previous version will stay the same. You'll get online play, a few free games a month and cloud storage. And then there was that that's now PlayStation plus essential. It is essential. I, I don't like that name. Don't tell me what's essential. You're making me want to cancel <laughs> uh, PlayStation plus extra, which is, these are us prices, $15 a month, which gives you a bunch of downloadable PS4 and PS5 games. Mostly Sony stuff, up to four hundred. It says up to four hundred. I mean, we don't. We still don't have the full details on what those are going to be, right? And we definitely know uh, that, unlike Game Pass, first party titles are not going to be on this service launch day. So uh, that's a big difference. We'll probably talk about that a bit. And then finally, PlayStation Premium, which is all the other stuff, uh, eighteen dollars a month US, which. It's just adding classic games, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2. I think PlayStation 3 as well? Is that?
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. There's not
0: a lot of details on that, though, either, right? Like, are they downloadable? Are they...
1: Cloud streaming for PS3. They are
2: cloud streaming. Garbage.
1: I don't know. Uh, Well, PS3 PS3 only.
2: I don't know. PS3 is only cloud streaming. The other ones, you can stream or download, it looks like. Right. So, I, I mean... And this is the merging of PS Now and PS
0: Plus, basically, right? Sure. Which I know very few people who use PlayStation Now. I think I tried it twice. Wasn't that impressed with it. So uh, this future of cloud gaming, which everyone says is inevitable, I'm still waiting. I think it's going to be a while. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry to disappoint all these cloud gamers out there. It's, It's not happening for at least another 15 years. Yeah,
2: I'm using xCloud quite a bit, so... Speak for yourself. Yeah? Is, this, is the experience flawless? <laughs> I mean, it's not flawless. And I I, I think for, you know, s- very high-speed, precise games, it's still not there. But Exactly. it it works better than you might expect. So maybe give it another poke one of these days.
0: I mean, I'm sure it, it's, you know, if you needed to play a game somewhere, it would scratch that itch. But if you're in your house, why would I... Not pick an executable running on a console anyway, as far as uh myself the the blue haze aficionado like this does nothing for me it actually like makes me feel worse about PlayStation I, I don't know like the, the the appeal to game pass is why wouldn't I get it because I'm gonna buy those first party those first party games anyway that I want to play uh, without those. Those games go on sale all the time. It's not that big a deal. I own probably ninety percent of the games in this. Like, I am a little bit in a in a little bit of a different situation with regards to that. I looked at the current PlayStation Plus downloadable games, and everyone already said purchased except for two. And I am like, okay, this is valueless to me. Um, no, and I am going to end up buying the first party stuff when it comes out. So it's just adding a bunch of games to a library that I am never going to take advantage of. So I I don't know if they're going to get into like pushing indie stuff and exclusive indie deals much like Game Pass. That could be a big deal, but uh I don't know. What do you guys think? It's it's a dud to me. I was expecting this to be like whoa. Wake up Microsoft. Like I've been <laughs> saying just a matter of time Sony could do this at any time and take away all of the appeal of game pass by doing it with better games and they kind of failed at that i think
2: i agree it is kind of a disappointment but um i i'm surprised like i thought the blue haze take uh, from from you might be sony doesn't need to do this and, i mean clearly that's kind of you know like they're they saying should, that with the way they're doing yeah, their first that, party games it kind of is yeah and and it's interesting cuz I saw a story just today it pop up on my Twitter feed about Oddworld Soulstorm. Oh, yeah. Which was one of the, you know, the PlayStation Plus does still occasionally drop a, a uh, you know, day one title on there. That was one of the 2.9D megaton. <laughs> yeah. And I would say that was one of the bigger ones that they did last year. And apparently the developer felt uh, that PS plus was not good for them. Like they ended up, they, I think they estimated they were going to get about a hundred thousand people downloading the game through PS plus and it ended up being like 4 million or something. And so they think it just destroyed their sales and they didn't get whatever they got compensated for the PS plus was not good enough for them. So, I mean, that's a weird article to me because that to me is a,
0: pro blue haze article it says a lot of people have playstation plus and they will download your game if you put it on there the problem is you didn't negotiate the right deal or you underestimated the value of that
2: yeah Now whether sony
0: told them like hey you're probably only going to get 100 like to try to i didn't get that sense from the article that sony was misleading with numbers they just did their own numbers internally
2: and decided to to do that so i mean that's kind of on you well, and that's kind of what you were just saying. Got me thinking. Like, what are the numbers of PS Plus compared to Game Pass right now? PS Plus apparently forty eight million active subscribers. Game Pass twenty five million. So to put you the, the numbers game, don't lie. <laughs> well, and I mean, like I, on one hand, it makes sense because you know, on online play f- for for games, a lot of people are subscribed just for that, right? On on PS Plus, it's cheaper than Game Pass. And um, and they won the last generation, basically. So it's still kind of a carryover from that.
0: I, I disagree on the last point. If we're looking at current install bases, now you could say for, play, for PC games, you don't need, I don't think, live to play online. Uh, but, I mean, that's still a huge install base that could be going after Game Pass Ultimate on PC. So, I don't know. To me, those numbers indicate... PlayStation is dominating the console wars. Yeah, I just want to don't disagree.
1: Just going back to the Soulstorm uh, comparison with the four million to one hundred thousand, I think that's a false comparison because you're talking about people who are willing to pay for your game versus people who are given something for essentially free. And of course, if you're giving people something for free, a lot more people are going to download it. Like just just because your game is on PlayStation doesn't mean it's going to sell 4 million units. It means that 4 million people will give it a try for free. Now, why don't they tell us the stats of how long those playtimes were? I bet it would be like two minutes for like average or zero.
0: I, I get every PlayStation Plus game just in case I want to play it in the future. So uh, I think it is a, a little bit of a misleading thought. I, so it, did say, though. it yeah, did
1: say downloads, though. It did say downloads, not oh, just okay. like unlock, right? I've, well, that's what Sean said there. We
0: don't know what that means, though. I, th- I think that's yeah. just uh, I added know. it to their library type of thing. Even that that number seems really small if there's 40 million subscribers. And like, if you're one of those people, just go onto the... The uh your browser-based PlayStation store and make sure you're getting your PlayStation Plus games every month. This is a, f- a friendly reminder. Your Xbox Live Gold, your Epic Game Store, your PlayStation Plus, just go claim them in case you want them in the future. They're yours for free. Put a set monthly a reminder, reminder. Set a yeah, reminder in your phone, whatever, pick a day, and then when you're taking a dump, go get all your free games.
2: So Great just advice. just just one other point on that too is, um, you know, when Graham was on the show talking about nobody saves the world, he mentioned the the idea that people on Game Pass sometimes see a bump in sales on other platforms, but you know, if you're only on yes PlayStation and you're on PS Plus, then yeah, you know, okay, maybe that's impacting your sales and and you're not getting that bump elsewhere. But and I don't think that
0: Oddworld game has launched on other consoles yet, so it's I mean, that those types of uh, transfer ideas, they don't even know the results of that yet. And I don't hear a lot of people talking the ga- about the game. I think the reviews were okay. It feels like that's a bigger deal in addition to it being uh, free on PlayStation Plus. But I think I also, I, like I scanned that article and it sounded like they needed the money to finish the game. They figured their game was going to be a lot crappier and they didn't have the money to finish it without that PlayStation plus deal. So I don't know. I'm not saying like, like that sucks. Uh, Sorry. I am saying that sucks for the developer, but that's kind of where you ended up. So, I mean, the game is still, I'm assuming going to launch on other consoles at some point. So they, I'm sure they're still improving it and making it better. So I don't know. I, I didn't try that game. Did anyone else
2: try it? No, I did a little bit. I mean, it was it was okay. Definitely not amazing. So,
1: what do you guys? There's two things that are kind of interesting to me. One is that there's no PS Vita support tied into the premium, which I, I kind of find weird because they had the PS TV. So there are games that do not require you know the touch and the camera that they could put on this service. That are basically now trapped on the Vita, at least for the time being. Um, what do you guys think of that? Do you find that interesting that they are ignoring Vita? I
0: didn't even consider it. Vita's dead, bud. Move on. It's not happening.
1: I mean, <laughs> never. Never. Like,
2: Is for real? <laughs> <Right now? laughs> His takeaway was the Vita, bud. Well, I mean, done. it's an interesting point because they do have PSP. Have PSP, stuff PSP. On so why yeah. would you have PSP but not Vita? Okay, that's fair. I apologize. Um,
0: yeah, maybe it is like you're alluding to a compatibility thing. But yeah, yeah that's, that's it's, it's kind of an odd uh, exception.
1: Uh, the other thing is, what do you guys think of having the oldest games in the most premium price tier?
2: Yeah, it's, it is weird. I mean, for me, that, that tier I'm not interested in at all. Like the, the middle tier, I'm kind of like, You know that that library of four hundred games or whatever. Like, let me see what that is. Maybe there's something there that I'm interested in. But I I just don't PS2, PS3, PSP. Like, I don't have that much interest, and I think it's aimed at more more nostalgia for for people. Yeah, this
0: is for the blue haze hardcore. It's like it's three dollars more to get access to a complete PlayStation library. And again, the biggest missed opportunity of this whole thing is. If they would have found a way, I know there was patents that have been rumored for years of inserting trophies into old PlayStation 1 games, I would pay $10 more for that option. Like, for me to play old games that are $2 to buy... Uh, If I really wanted to scratch that itch, which, like, how often is that going to be? Without trophies, who gives a shit? Like, we're moving on. All the good ones have updated versions anyway. Like, how many games don't have remasters or HD remasters that you'd actually want to play? Very few. So uh, that's a huge missed opportunity as far as I'm concerned. Though,
1: um, so, so if you if you get the year, it's actually not too bad. Like the year for premium is 120 bucks. You do save quite a bit, like almost 100. dollars um, Well, I'll be getting.
0: That, I just for the record, I will be buying the <laughs> PlayStation Plus premium when it's
2: available. So, of course,
1: I, I mean when you look at it, like 120 bucks. Okay, that's like one and a half triple games, two triple A games, and you get you know, all, all the PS library plus all the classics. That's not that bad. Um, but I mean, at the same time... How many- I guess it's
0: definitely cheaper than Game Pass, right? Game Pass Ultimate is uh, $15 a month times 12. So it's...
1: That, that's, there's, there's no savings if you do full? Like a full year?
0: There, do you know? uh, I don't know, to be honest. but Because uh, I haven't bought it in a long time. But... I mean, that's a way of rationalizing the lack of exclusives, at least. hmm And I mean, I guess to someone who is new to PlayStation, they have a lot of good games in that service. So, uh, if I was buying my first PlayStation console, I would definitely
2: get this. Particularly because you can download those games now, right? Looks like Game Pass Ultimate is 180 yearly. I think...
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I've been on so like 60 the, bucks more. the
2: upgrade deal for like
0: three years. I haven't. Yeah. yeah.
1: So it's basically like three AAA games, essentially.
0: And there's been some rumblings of this in the Discord. I don't know the details, but if you like use, uh, you know, Microsoft products or do quests in Game Pass, like there are Xbox rewards. Like you get points if you log into your Microsoft account, even in Windows. I've gotten so many free Xbox Live. I just cash them in for free Xbox Live, all the time. I get free shit constantly, and I know people like use Bing and do Bing, <laughs> Bing uh, rewards quests and stuff like that. You know, if you're looking for some value there, you could probably get Game Pass for free.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Like I've dabbled in the rewards thing. I, I I've never like I'd I get maybe like. 10 bucks every half a year or something so i, I don't know Or if, if you it's bigger if level. you
0: buy <laughs> digital games so if you buy digital games on xbox that aren't on game pass you're getting kickbacks there too so uh my current three years of game pass were entirely free from xbox or microsoft rewards uh but you know that was years of accrued points so just just something to look out for yep it's good. And just there. another friendly reminder, if we're doing deals, today's more of like a, a PSA, how to save money in games. <laughs> if you are in Canada and you are not taking advantage of optimum points, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Gotta get that. I'm going to
0: give head. the spiel again. When you're going to buy games or hardware, check your optimum app for 20 times points deals, okay? Then, when you want to buy stuff, Look for Redeem Days, Redeem Weekends, or the big ones on Black Friday, and there's usually another one. That's your opportunity to get consoles and games dirt cheap. It's really the only deal for buying new stuff, especially Nintendo stuff. So if you're in Canada, make sure you're doing that. I I feel bad telling people, like, when are they going to wake up and exclude electronics from Optimum?
1: Well, they don't even need to do that. Uh, Because they have like the Best Buy gift cards and stuff. So you could just go to a grocery store and buy a $100 Best Buy gift card with your points. So you don't Uh, even have to do it.
0: Yeah, but you don't get the kickbacks those way. Like you don't get points on gift cards.
1: Yeah. Oh, I see. But I thought you were talking about just using your points to buy electronics.
0: Yeah. I mean, the the, the shoppers or whatever. Yeah, you could buy a gift card, but but the opportunity is to get the re- redemption bonuses as well. Like on Black Friday, you use three hundred dollars worth of points and get four hundred and fifty dollars. So, I mean, you got to be doing this. Come on, people. When is bye, bye bye If I if I was like CEO of Shoppers, I'm sure they've crunched the numbers, but I'd be like, this has got to go. <laughs> like like <laughs> cut it in <laughs> half for games. I think very few people know they even sell games. Yeah, so, I tell people all the time. I another public service. I was in Best Buy this week. I saw someone holding a Switch and two games and a controller, and they were talking to a Best Buy uh, employee. And I stood by. I'm like, sorry, I just want to talk to them for a second. When uh, when you're done with <laughs> <I'm> them, <laughs> and I told them hey, if you go across, like, I'm not trying to like step into your business, but I have to tell you, if you go across the street, like. And check your thing you could like save 200 300 potentially so uh i felt good about that i was glad i told them
2: you i was right a hero across the street oh shoppers you mean yeah there's the
0: shoppers, shoppers right across the street go see if they have it in stock check your app and you're going to get something back you're going to get nothing here
2: yeah that's true
1: unless I mean, you pay with a pc Mastercard, and then you get all the all the optimum points anyways well, not as many as you're no, saying. With not all Your, fun, your magic on. deals and all your hunting. Don't, <laughs>
0: don't try to spin this, bud. You go to shoppers <laughs> to buy this stuff. All
2: right. Anyway. Well, I guess just while we're talking deals, too, there was a deal with the PlayStation Plus thing, which, micro or I mean, Sony seems to have plugged the hole in this one a bit. But, like, if you are subscribed to PlayStation Now uh, in June, I think when this goes live, your PS Now subscription – converts to premium ps plus premium so people were trying to stock up on ps now uh subscriptions in order to get that conversion but i think they've pulled down any ps now uh monthly purchases right now from stores i missed that and, and digital so if you can find them it's worth it still those are some good tips solid
0: tips uh, primarily focused in canada but some apply everywhere. And since you said it, uh, nobody saves the world. Our uh, friends at Drinkbox, including Graham, uh, the launched on PlayStation Four and Five and Switch on Tuesday. So congrats to them. And if you've been waiting for that to uh, drop on PlayStation, or you just want to platinum it like I do, it is now available.
1: And I think they also updated it so there's now local multiplayer.
0: Oh yeah, that, that was I saw that yesterday as well. Oh. Correct. Cool. Okay, so getting back to the PlayStation Plus subscription tiers, uh, Anything else we didn't cover here? I, the biggest ni- PS5 games are returnal, and I, I'm assuming some of the Spider-Man remasters, but it's I think Demon Souls might have been included. But it's not all PlayStation 5 games, as far as I can tell.
2: No. And yeah, we still don't have the full list, so hopefully they'll be releasing that soon. Details are hazy and blue. (laughs) Yes.
0: And while we're talking blue haze, a bit of a story,
2: a rumor. Frank never comments on rumors, but in this case... This was a revealing... uh,
0: Mistake. So Kojima tweeted out a PlayStation studios logo and then, or Kojima productions, I think, and then deleted it and said, we're still an independent studio. And on the discord, it seemed like people were saying that this is, uh, like maybe not happening, but I read, read the article and it's like, okay, they're going to PlayStation. It's like a mistimed kind of thing. Uh,
1: I mean, it's, this also happened with Blue blo- Blocks or whatever. This not Blue. Well, there was like another studio that I this happened.
2: Blue Point, Blue,
1: blue Point, Point. Yeah, the yeah. Port Studio. The same yeah. thing happened, I believe.
2: Yeah. So, and, and there was also the day before. Uh, there is a a a, pay, a piece of PlayStation art on the PlayStation Studios website for first party PlayStation stuff. They added Death Stranding to it and then it disappeared. Hmm. So, I mean, it seems like pretty obvious something's happening there. They just haven't officially announced it yet, and it makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I don't I've always said I don't think it's that big of a get, uh, but it's still something, I guess, and it seems like it's just a matter of time.
2: Hmm. Huh. Oh, maybe maybe it didn't disappear. Maybe it's still on that website right now. I just double check.
0: I mean, it is a PlayStation exclusive except for PC.
1: Well, and didn't they use the Decim engine, the Gorilla engine, to make Death Stranding? So, I mean, they worked they together, t- I think. They got ties deep in the blue haze. Yeah. They're huh. surrounded by blue haze.
0: That is true. So, uh, again, not a huge needle mover for me, but uh, it definitely means something out there in the game world. Okay, so are we moving on from news? Anything else people wanted to discuss since we haven't talked about
2: things? I'm good. Not really. I mean, just quick mention of the new Monkey Island game, which I'm excited about. But it's, uh, you know, uh, Ron Gilbert, who ha- worked on the first two games, didn't work on three and four. Um, I don't think he worked on the Tales series either. So, I mean... I don't know it's it's probably going to be very true to what those games originally were i'm I'm always more like what could they up how can they update these games for the modern age? I don't think that's what we're getting, but I'd be curious to see uh yeah, needle
0: staying still <laughs> <laughs> so what uh what are you guys playing What's new in the in your <clears throat> world.
2: A lot go. of one going on.
1: I, I actually played a decent amount of a few games. Uh, I, so the game 999, or it's called like the Nonary Games, came to Game Pass. And I I think I've bought both of these games. It's 999 and... Zero uh, Escape? Yeah, Virtue's Last Reward or something like that. And they're kind of like visual, novel, detective games, I guess, they're kind of like Danganronpa. Or Escape
2: Uh, Room games, too.
1: Yeah, Escape Room games. Yeah, so I played through I think probably like two-thirds of, I guess, one of the branching paths of 999, and I was actually really enjoying it. I thought it was pretty fun. Um, There's like so much talking, though. I'm just kind of skipping through the talking, but um, it's a nice... It's a pretty fun Escape Room game. It doesn't feel like it's overwhelming you with two difficult puzzles i never got frustrated uh the puzzles are always pretty easy to complete because you're kind of trapped in that room so there's only so many uh combinations you can do in order to figure things out and um you know it's not like an adventure game where you could travel all the way across the world and then have to come all the way back uh so i I like it and i recommend anyone who's looking for kind of like an escape room detective puzzly game to uh to give it a try
2: yeah, I've been meaning to check it out. Like, I kind of started playing that on the DS. But then they, when they added it on, um, on Game Pass, I was like, oh, okay. This would be like a perfect kind of xCloud game. But then mm-hmm. it doesn't have touch controls, I don't think, which is kind of a pain. I wish they would add that.
1: Yeah, it would be perfect for touch controls, I would think. But.
2: Yep. Uh, okay, I can mention... Okay, well, I guess two kind of uh, kid-friendly titles that I've been spending some time with. Uh, first off, got to mention Kirby and the Forgotten Land. I forgot I did check that out. Yeah, how much have you played, Frank? Two levels, I think. I think I fully completed two levels. Okay. A bit farther than that. I'm like into the third world. area. Here. Yeah. And... You know, it is, uh, I would say it's a little bit more, I mean, it's certainly still kind of for kids, but, uh, you know, there's two modes. There's the wild mode and <laughs> I forget what the other mode is called for difficulty levels. And, uh, wild mode is still not very difficult, but I feel like it is stepped up a little bit from the last Kirby games I've, I've played. And, uh, and I'm enjoying it. I mean, it's kind of in this post-apocalyptic world. I don't, I don't know that there's much of a story so far. I keep hearing that at the end, that it gets really weird, and I'm kind of curious to see what that means. But um, yeah, like there's this. It's similar to Tunic. There's like this other language
0: that, like, the text is translating between. I, I played it very briefly, but it's very polished. Like, it's, it's fun. I wouldn't say it's great, and I guess I always saw it as an open-world Kirby game. It's really not. It's just a 3D Kirby game. It it feels like the same style of Kirby games I've played before, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's not like uh, turning it into Odyssey, which is what I pictured it as. It's contained levels that are kind of 3D. They're not even that open, Uh, which I want to stress is not necessarily a bad thing. I just think that, I mean, it's better than normal Kirby, but my problems with Kirby still apply here. And the main mechanics of Kirby, I don't think are very fun. Like sucking things in and spitting them out is not that satisfying. Like I I like taking over things uh, with the mouthful mode or whatever. Like that that leads to interesting gameplay opportunities, but the basics of Kirby and floating instead of a jump isn't is less fun than a jump i i don't understand the appeal of floating it's very slow uh it's clumsy how you do it like hitting a button again in the air and then tapping I, I just don't think the fundamental core mechanics of kirby games are good or as good as mario or platformers that have already done it and are super successful i don't know how they continue to go back to those ideas because like even throwing a hat something they came up with as a completely new thing in odyssey is similar to to sucking things up in kirby but it eliminates like an intermediate step like waiting for something to come back to you and then changing and then spitting it out the hat is all in one motion it hits something and changes it or it comes back to you and you jump on it like it's taking that same idea and it's already better. Like it's more satisfying. It's more
2: responsive. I don't get Kirby. I mean, I don't even really use the that main mechanic you're talking about. Exactly. Right? I don't because use. I don't use su- floating or sucking all that often. Because, <laughs> like, I don't. I mean, I guess it depends on which Kirby game. Some Kirby games that is the main mechanic, but this one you've got like eight or ten different. Uh, suits or whatever you want to call them like there's like a bomb mode there's a hammer mode um what else like ice um electricity i think and a bunch of these different things and once you kind of take that power on you can just keep that through the level and uh and that you know some of those are more definitely more fun than just uh sucking things up and spitting it out but uh i don't know when you when you are taking on the the power that's pretty fun
0: i just it's kind of weird this these levels of indirection to get to that power and actually getting the power isn't isn't that satisfying and managing them and dropping them i don't know it just it's it's not mario let's get real here it's it's okay
2: yeah i'm kind of the same and i i've been playing with the kids Uh, one thing the co-op mode the other person is like one of the, what are they called? The waddle D's or whatever. Like, so you're not playing with two Kirbys. And so that other person kind of gets screwed a little bit. Like you can, you can still do a couple cool moves, but you're mostly just hitting people with a spear. Um, Sounds awesome. Yeah. I, well, it's better than Odyssey, right? Where you, you know, you're just controlling the hat. That's not the best, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it is still fun to play in co-op with the kid I'm playing it on my own. I tend to lose interest after 10 or 15 minutes. So I'll probably be playing it in 15 minute chunks.
0: Yeah, I should get back to it. I guess I'll say I, I finally got the expansion, uh, Nintendo online because I wanted the Mario Kart tracks and, uh, I thought I'd check it out and they've added some new, like the idea of missions, and rewards to nintendo online so if you haven't checked that out yet it's okay it's uh at least it's something a little bit of an ecosystem to their online environment but i tried the new mario kart tracks and they're pretty good like there's two brand new tracks that fit in with mario kart 8 deluxe uh a game that was on Huck's top 33 Easily could have been on mine. I picked Mario Kart 64, but it's there's so many tracks in that game and so many racers. Like, it's it easily could have been mine. So, uh, it's still a great game. And I'm glad Nintendo went this route instead of Mario Kart 9. And I, I've been, I, I guess I tried Pokemon Arceus as well. And yet another Pokemon game I've tried. I played for a few hours and I just I don't get the appeal. Like, the combat is so basic. Uh, it's so slow. Go, people talk about tutorials in games and old Zelda games. This is excruciating. Like the dialogue, the experience being taken through this world. Like I love the idea of Pokemon and the creatures, but I don't know. I don't get it. I'm never going to get it. Someone make me get it. Tell what, me what so- I'm missing. So what was like, what inspired you to check it out? Cause Everyone said it's it's great, like, and I'm like, yeah. okay. I, I I've all the fact that it's open world and a little like 3D. I mean, it feels a lot like Breath of the Wild in terms of um, the menus and polish and presentation. So, I mean, I, I thought I'd give it a shot, and it's I'm just I'm at a point where I'm just hitting A to pick the same moves over and over again. There's very little strategy, very repetitive. Uh, it looks great, but I do not get it. Someone, please tell me what I'm missing. Or tell me it doesn't get good for another 10 hours, like Returnal. And then it'll be my game of the year. But you got to tell me, because I'm not finding that (laughs) on my own. Commenters, YouTube, tell me what I'm missing with Arceus.
1: I don't think you're missing anything. I think that is... The game. The game is about just collecting Pokemon at a super it's slow. It's so phase.
0: crazy to me that this is the game that is so popular they sell two of the same game at double the price. And people still buy them. It's it's so weird. It's
1: weird. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, if people keep buying, they're gonna keep doing.
0: Yeah, no, I would buy returnal if I get platinum again.
1: <laughs> PS six. Um, I tried MLB 22, which is a new baseball game and I actually really liked it. I started playing on the March to October mode, which is, you don't play every game and every game you do play, you start kind of like the last third of the game or so. And they have like little different situations. And I actually, I chose... Dynamic difficulty because I was like, ah, I'm not very good at baseball games. And I actually love how they do the dynamic difficulty and the March to October mode in general, because like baseball has too many games. It's too long, especially when you're playing the whole thing. So this is perfect. You know, you get like three to, you know, four innings tops and sometimes you're just character locked. Sometimes you're playing the whole thing. Um, other times you're like doing, you're, you're playing as a guy who's playing in the minors, like you're trying to like improve your, um, prospects. And I, I really, I really am enjoying it actually. And I like how the dynamic difficulty works where you start off and it's super easy so you can learn everything. And then as you get better and as you start, you know, doing good at batting or pitching, it'll say you've now upgraded to, you know, the next level of dynamic difficulty. It's all very uh, obvious what level you're at. And it lets you feel like you're progressing and getting better at the game, which I think is a big problem with sports games where, you know, you like, you play NHL, you set it on rookie, you know, you might struggle learning the controls for the first couple games and then all of a sudden you're winning 15 nothing. Okay, well, now I got to go and try to like figure out Where that setting is and figure out what the next setting is, and then you get bumped up and it's too hard again. So I wish, like, I wish other sports games had a similar dynamic get difficulty. I can see this working great for Madden, where you know, you're like, you're doing running and you know maybe the offensive tackle or sorry the defensive ends and stuff aren't as good at grabbing you and the linemen are not as good at blitzing and then as you get better as you start you know racking up 10 yard runs okay they step up the ai on the defense kind of thing i think that'd be really fun yeah with football
0: if they did it category by category and like you introduced one new more difficult concept like and they told you hey we're ramping up the difficulty for for blitzing speed, or something Ooh. like that. So, you know, okay, yeah. I got to be a little more aware of that and learn to account for more variables uh, on each play.
1: Yeah, I think it's a great way to get new players into the sports. I mean, the sports games are now so complicated that unless you have grown up with them, like I have, it's really hard to jump in. And that's why baseball is like, oh, I don't know. I, get, I don't I, like baseball rules are not that complex. It's probably the easiest game to know. Um, but um, even just like, you know, simple simple things they do like when, they're, when you're fielding, they kind of um, – instead of giving you control right away, they make your player run in the proper direction to, no matter what input you're pressing. So if you're pressing the completely wrong way because the camera has just shifted around, they give you that assist – To help you run in the proper direction and then you know you have enough time to adjust yourself. I mean it's a little harder in any other sport where it's more fast-paced. Like this would never work in hockey, I don't think. But uh, like football, you could probably do it. Like if – where they give you a little more assist on the controls and even like they just are constantly reminding you of – it seems like there's some sort of tracker. Like how long it's been since you performed something because it seems like every once in a while, I'll get a repeat tutorial pop-up. Of something like, oh, hey, this is how you do an intentional walk or something, like that. Even though I've already been told it before, and it tells me again, which is really nice because, like, I'm not going to remember these buttons. So, uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm surprised at how much I'm enjoying it, and uh, I'm going to probably keep playing it casually. It's it's a really fun game to just throw on for you know 20 minutes or so, and and that's the other thing. Like a lot of sports games now. You know, a game takes half an hour. Maybe I don't want to play for half an hour. Maybe I want to play for 10 or 15 minutes, and this is kind of scratching that itch.
0: Cool. Very cool. That sounds good. I, I think I saw... I was a little intrigued by this game. I think I saw you could get the Platinum or a 1000 in like in an hour or two. Any confirmation on that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> MLB22?
0: Yeah, I heard it's...
1: I don't know. I have not yet, but I... I did rack up a bunch of like the epic achievements right away when I did the road to October, whatever it's called, because it's uh, it, it's a lot of them were just about increasing your rating and stuff. There are some weird ones, but I'm sure if you're good enough, you could do it quickly.
2: And but this is on Game Pass, right? Yeah. Yep. Game Pass. Cool. Uh, so the other, um, family friendly game I've been playing is uh Lego star Wars, the Skywalker saga, which there was a brief discussion over on film junk, Jay weighed in, if you want to check that out. But, um, you know, both this and Kirby at first, it was kind of like the perfect thing. Cause you know, I was coming off of playing like a lot of, um, Elden ring getting frustrated with tunic. And I was like, okay, these games just no stress, just. Kick back, play the games and and they are good for that i think lego star wars is another one that is more fun to play co-op i think playing on your own you know after half an hour i just kind of feel like eh, maybe i could be doing something else with my time but uh but i do think they've improved like it's been a long time since a lego game came out and and this one got delayed a bunch of times So it's kind of the first uh, next-gen LEGO game, and I think it looks quite nice. Like, I was just kind of impressed with the environments and the lighting and stuff like that. Like, you think LEGO games are pretty simple visually. Like, what can you do to enhance it? But I think they do step it up. They've changed some gameplay things. They've got, like, sort of an over-the-shoulder camera. You can actually shoot now, like, aim and shoot your gun. Um, The combat, there's combos with, like... You know um, your melee stuff let's not exaggerate the melee combos it's like a
0: couple of buttons it's pretty trash
2: well I mean it, it's at least it's more kind of fast-paced like people can actually and, and people can block you so you know it's not just completely mindless button I think you captured something
0: in that sentence this game feels like at least at least you can do this now in a Lego game. At least you can do that. it's It's better than old Lego games. It's taken a step towards modern three d action games, which I can appreciate. Uh, but it's still like pretty like sparse in terms of things to do. I'm doing Phantom Menace, and I go from one area to the next. and if I just follow the direct path, i'd almost do nothing in the game there's like these these moments and then i go to this blue circle and it's like do you want to advance the story i go advance the story i haven't done anything i've just walked from one place to the next what the fuck is this game like it is so weird design wise it it moves you to this kind of small open area with no objectives other than to break stuff on your own and i don't know i think it's like really bad progression and level design. Uh, The gameplay is still okay. The Star Wars elements are fun, but this game is getting eights. What planet am I living on? This got the same review score as Returnal on IGN. Are people fucking losing their minds? Like this game is an okay game for kids. It, It like it has huge design flaws. The menus are overwhelmingly Like, like confusing. You go from section to section. Like, this is so much stuff in this game. I don't know if this is, for people who played, maybe these are in previous LEGO games, but uh, I can't believe the positive reception for this game. Like, it's an okay game.
2: Well, people love Star Wars, Frank, so that's probably part of it too. But I think you're on to something in terms of, like, I've always thought it's in terms of, like, some of the puzzles in these games and just the general, like, um, you know, bringing you through the game. There, there's stuff for, if it's a game for kids, there's always confusing, frustrating stuff in these yeah. games that I'm like, how is this in this game? It doesn't make sense. And I think that still exists in this. But, you know, the thing I'm confused about and I'm like, I compare it to like, say, like the Lego Marvel games, which I've enjoyed those games. And they that was when they started kind of doing the open world thing. And, you know, Lego Marvel superheroes, you're basically in New York City running around. It's open world. There's you stumble across little puzzles and things. But if you want to continue the story, you go to the marker, you hit the button, continue story. And then you play like a, a section that's, you know very specific story based thing and that's what you're talking about there frank but it's weird because you're right it doesn't feel like you're in this one big open world that you're like i don't i don't understand what the hub of this game is you know what i mean like you have to start with either phantom menace new hope or force awakens and you're playing through the story of those games And the way these Lego games work is that you play through the story and then you unlock free play and then you can go back with any character you want and there's additional puzzles and things to unlock and solve. But... that's all characters now.
0: What's that? I had DLC characters because it was a pretty good deal for all those character packs if you got the deluxe edition. And I was able to solve puzzles. I could swap to any of those DLC characters right away that I shouldn't have been able to.
2: Yeah, I'm I guess I'm I haven't really been trying to even switch characters yet. So I don't maybe you can just do that in but if but, you paid for yeah. DLC, I guess. It's a little uh But it, like pay the thing play. is if, if you're running around in that zone before you get the blue circle that says do you want to continue story, then technically you're not in the story mode at that point, right? You're kind of in that Yeah, it's almost it's just stuff. these connective missions that are the actual story. Yeah, and so that in those sections you can switch to anyone you want and, and do puzzle solving, but it's yeah. I, agree. I did the, the underwater is still confusing. like when you I can't
0: remember the name of the uh, the water cruiser in Naboo uh, when you go from the Gungan City to uh, the the palace, and I like all the Phantom Menace stuff, the references, but the control of that, like you sh- shoot these missiles, I didn't even know what I was doing. Like, am I hitting things? It felt so uh, unpolished and confusing. So I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe it is just this weird Star Wars Lego bump. Uh, it's crazy. It's a, it's an okay game.
2: Well, I saw one. And like, this is kind of the thing that convinced me to get the game because I was kind of on the fence, too. And they've done Lego Star Wars games before. This is not just a repackaging of those. It's worth pointing out. This is a brand yes. new game. But I was at like, at least yeah, you can I, throw your lightsaber now. At least you can
0: put a couple of extra punches. Yeah. In. At least you can aim something and shoot something now. At least you can do the things we could do in games 12 years ago. At least uh, I can do new missions
2: in Star Wars. This is Lego at least. <laughs> well, but the thing that I read in a review that I was like, this sounds cool. And I don't think I've really seen this yet is I think they compared it to it takes two in the sense that there's every level there's different like mini games and and things that you're doing different mechanics that you're doing and i have not really seen that i i think
0: that's alluding to how the main story missions are almost a unique experience like how i did the like the the underwater sequences the perspective is from the front and you're aiming back the missiles back towards you like it feels like a a curated design experience for the story missions. They're just not that much fun. Like it takes two, all of those design ideas that it was constantly exposing you to new ideas, either were a interesting and fun and looked great or two required unique puzzle solving elements and communication. What's Huck laughing at?
1: Oh, you, you started your list with a, and then went to two. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You did that
2: on purpose, Huck.
0: I did not do that on purpose. I'm I'm losing it. Take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt. I might be losing it seriously. Uh so yeah, I mean I I, I keep going back to it. I'm like, I'm gonna try. I used to love Lego games, and every time I do, it's like there's other games I want to be playing right now.
2: Yeah, and I'm kind of the same way. Even my kids, like, they were kind of excited to, to play the game, and then they played for like 10 or 15 minutes. They're like, eh, you can you can play it. We're good. <laughs> so that's probably not a good sign. Yeah, the force powers for stacking things, I'm like, okay, maybe there's, there's some cool
0: ideas here. And it's like, fuck, it takes a while to stack these things. This is boring. <laughs> Just so I can get a transparent Lego piece, which I must have, I might add. If I see one, I'm getting it. Uh, oh, yeah. But there's only 1,100 of them. So I've got uh, six of those.
1: <laughs> easy plat. Easy plat.
0: <laughs> it is easy, but long. Okay. So I'll go next. And finally, I was deep into Returnal. Big time. It was on my top 100 list, top 10. And I stand by that. I think the game is fantastic. I platinumed it. I played the shit out of it. Platinumed it. Did all the DLC trophies. I'm at 100%. Finally moving on. It was consuming my life for a week. So uh, I put like 70 to 80 hours in, I think, total. Um, It's an amazing game. The DLC is great, too. I haven't done co-op yet. But uh, the DLC, just a quicker way of going through rooms and doing the combat is also really good. So what a game you got to, unless you're shit at games, which it's a hard game. I was shit at it for a while, but uh, you got to give it a chance. You got to keep pushing. It's worth it.
1: Speaking of your top list are, uh, you have any second thoughts about Sonic on there, bud?
0: Yeah, I did 10 minutes after I did it when I realized I missed two other games. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely had second thoughts. (laughs) But again, it was a very important game to me. So I don't feel that bad about it. Uh,
1: So the last thing I've been just dabbling in, I've been going back to the Final Fantasy 4 and Final Fantasy 6 pixel remasters on Steam. Still really liking them, especially 4, which is my favorite game of all time. And they really improved. The effects, the music is now like fully orchestrated instead of just the pixel music, but it's still true to the pixelated music or whatever you call it. Low, low bit rate music chip tunes, I guess you'd call MIDI. it from the original MIDI, uh, but everything about it. I'm loving. I love that you could just auto battle, you know, you kind of like queue up the attacks you want to do, and then you can set it off to just go. Um, I mean, they didn't do much, but. Uh, I'm really enjoying playing through it yet again. Uh, even though it's basically the same game, and little tiny things they did, like um, in, uh, for the name boxes, they'll like have each character has their own color that's around their name, so you kind of can associate the name better with who's speaking. It's a minor thing, but they don't have um, what do you call them? like character portraits. So it's a, it, in the original games, it might have been a little hard to determine who was talking. So just like tiny little improvements they made. I'm really enjoying and and uh, just getting back into it is nice. Also, the, the, the biggest improvement is you can walk diagonally. So that is huge. Game changer.
0: Literal game changer. They changed the game. You can't do that <laughs> in a remaster. Oh, well, they did. Hmm. I do not approve.
2: I'm out. <laughs> That's it for me. So... Uh- I'll, so, I mean, I got a bunch of little things, but like I've been kind of dabbling, in partially the top the top one hundred episode. I've like go, I was going back to s- smaller games that are like you know classic indie games that I've never played. So I was trying out some of those. I was going back to some older games. I'm probably going to keep mixing things up, especially not a lot coming out this month. So we'll see. But I I just wanted to mention I played Braid had never finished Braid, and had only played like a bit of the first level. Did the what? PS5 remaster ever come out? Mention that. They're, they announced that anniversary edition like a couple years ago now, and nothing. I have no idea what's going on with it. But uh, But this is like...
1: You only what? played the first level of Braid, that's it, and then never anything further than that?
2: Yeah, a long time ago. I had never what? played... More than that, and yeah, I, I, don't I don't know if it was just the first level, but I also didn't complete braid. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I think I got stuck on one or two things, and like I never, for whatever reason, I have it on Steam. I never had it on consoles, and uh, and so I think I just forgot about it. But uh, but you know, I was like, this is one of those games. I feel like, uh, how did I never play it back in the day? So I should check it out. And uh, you know, obviously, this was one of those big indie Xbox Live Arcade kind of games that was a big deal. And uh it's pretty cool. Like I mean the 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 time mechanic stuff. Like there's some really clever puzzles, there's some really hard puzzles. Like I definitely had to look up a lot of stuff and I was like there's no way I would have ever figured this out. So I don't know if that's you know like I feel like maybe there's uh there's a bit of a spike for some of the uh puzzle pieces and and you know, you just gotta, at some, at some point, bite the bullet and say, okay, I'm going to look this up. Uh, but I also, it's just one of those things where I was like, there's other games that I've played and, and like, for example, Talos principle has some cool, uh, time rewinding stuff in it. And I realize now they probably just kind of were at least inspired by Braid in some way. Uh, so definitely got to give credit to Braid on just, you know, how interesting the mechanic is and some of the, like one of the worlds has like a clone thing that you have to do. And so I really liked all that. I guess the one thing I'm not as blown away by is just the, the story. Like, I know that's one thing that people always talk about. Like, this is one of the first games where it was like the gameplay kind of has like a significance to the story. And it's kind of like, you know, it was always one of the central games in the can video games be art debate, because it's kind of got like a little bit of like a poetic feel to it and stuff. I don't know. That stuff was just okay to me. Like it never, never fully clicked for me. It never totally blew me away, but it's fine. It's just, I don't know. I guess I expected a little more with that. But, uh, but overall, I mean, it's, yeah, it's definitely a game that's, if you're into puzzle platformers worth checking out, maybe worth waiting for the anniversary edition whenever that comes. I don't know. But uh, just one other real small thing. I played The Stanley Parable, and this was a game that I thought I was going to absolutely love, and it just kept putting off for years because it's kind of this meta thing. But having played it for like an hour or two and kind of having gone through a few loops of it, there's not a lot to it. Like, it's basically just walking and then this narration kind of either commenting on what you're doing or maybe saying, hey, you should go over there. And like, obviously there were a lot of these indie games at the time that played with narration as well, but I don't know if I'm missing something on this one. Like, I'm not feeling compelled to go back and do like a million different loops just to see all the different endings or whatever. Like, I kind of feel like, okay, I'm done. (laughs) And this is another one that's got an anniversary edition or deluxe edition coming out, I think real soon. So I don't know what the differences are there, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Let me know if I... If I'm missing something, if I absolutely need to put more time into this or if I kind of got all I need to get out of it within an hour an hour and a half.
0: Did you I've, ever play I've not one? played that game.
2: No.
1: I feel like I have played it, but maybe I played the other one. What's this other game? Beginner's
2: guide or Beginner's something like guide? that. Beginner's guide?
1: Maybe I played that one.
2: I can't remember. I think which yeah, one and I, I feel like I liked Beginner's Guide more cuz there was a little bit more actual gameplay to it. This one you're just kind of an office worker walking through your office and weird things start happening. And the narrator's kind of commenting on it, but I don't know. Didn't do that much for me. So little disappointed with that one. Shut it down. Yep.
0: She didn't pay as much as I did for Pokemon Arceus. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. All right. Anything else? I've been playing a bit of Gran Turismo seven and it's still weird. The weirdest part was beating everything in the cafe, like the the main mission thing. I finally did that last night, and like every one of those weird uh, head bubbles says congrats to you, and they give you this strawberry cake. It, It is fucking strange. It is a strange
2: game. Do you, do you have any uh, video clips of how of the creepy stuff that freaks you out? I had or... one I didn't do last night. I'm like, I
0: should have recorded that. That was fucking weird. <laughs> I got to know what you're talking about here. <laughs> you got to play it, dude. You got to play it. It'll be on PlayStation Plus in a couple of years. Yep. Check it out. All right. So that's it. Uh, Game Junk Podcast 101 is a wrap. Uh huck enjoy your vacation and your birthday we'll see where we're at yeah. for next week uh check out the youtube.com forward slash game junk uh for video podcasts discord links are on there too and uh we'll see you later thanks for listening bye